everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It is your host, Sam. Oh my goodness, this is such a weighted um, recording, especially because of the fact that this topic has been something that's haunted me throughout my life. And I'm pretty sure for a lot of you, it's been the same way. It's been uncomfortable. It's been a hell of a roller coaster. And I want to share with you guys my journey as far as where I'm at right now. I am not the finest I've ever been. Um, I definitely am at a point where I'm not coming to you saying, listen, guys, after months of working on myself, I reached the weight that I wanted to, and I feel great about myself, and I feel awesome on I'm on a high horse. No, 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 no. Right now, we are very much in um, danger zone, in trigger zone. We are definitely in a place where we're like, who is that person in the mirror? What are we doing? Why are we giving up on ourselves? What happened? Why are we let ourselves get this bad? The last time we lost weight, we said we weren't going to be here, and here we are. So I think the best way for me to kind of get through this, this episode is to talk about, um, just my weight in general, my weight, um, relationship, my history with my weight. Um, so from an infant, I was a chunky baby. I definitely had baby fat. I was not afraid of um, eating. Um, I want to be clear my relationship with food. I didn't notice it as being a codependency. Um, I grew up, pretty as a young kid, you know, elementary school, you know, eight or nine, completely fine. Like, I mean, average weight, I would say nothing really, you know, out of the norm. But when I hit middle school, when I hit hormones, they hit me really, really hard. And my body, I just blew up. I blew up. And I don't really know if I can attribute that to um, a negative relationship with food. Well, because of the fact that like my family, um, being of Jamaican culture, my mom cooked every single day, multiple times a day. Um, but food was never, um, something where I guess we had like really bad stuff in the house. I mean, we did have obviously cereal, pop tarts, things like that. But I don't recall being like a food hoarder or going to food. There were rough times. So rough times, not meaning God forbid anything, you know, violent, but it was, something was off. My father and my mom were in a very um, weird place and it was obvious and it was uncomfortable to witness. It was uncomfortable to know about. Um, more specifically, my father was, um, stepping out on the relationship and I have to be clear, my mom and my dad were not soulmates. Okay. This is not one of those stories where my mom was a brokenhearted person who were, was like, I betted everything on you. I gave you my all maybe behind the scenes. That was the case, but that was never my perception. That was never my, my thought bubble when it came to their relationship And I say all this to say, I'm trying to paint the picture. Um, Middle school, obviously, there's a lot of things going on. Bodies are changing. I never really felt comfortable um, in middle school as far as who I was, um, where I fit in. Um, You know, middle school is really, really 
interesting because although I am, you know, black by skin color, my my background is Caribbean. And so I don't always um, relate to some of the um, African-American, you know, um, culture. And I always felt a little bit out of place because there weren't that many other Jamaicans or Caribbean culture from what the school that I went to. And so it made it very tricky. I mean, I got along with everyone. I didn't have any issues. You know, I enjoyed middle school. Um, I got through it. It was a very weird time of finding yourself. But, you know, body wise, I definitely felt like I didn't belong. That's when I kind of noticed my body, I would say, that my body didn't look like other, you know, um, my classmates. Um, I always was big on like dressing myself. And one thing that I vividly remember is the fact that um, I was fitting into size 12, women's size 12 um, clothing. And it bothered me because my mom and my sister-in-law you know, could fit the same jeans. And I knew by that alone that something was off. Something was not where it was supposed to be. And it was very frustrating because I felt like, you know, um, this is not how my body's supposed to be. I definitely felt uncomfortable in, in it. And I think a lot of people, obviously, once you're growing, your body's growing. I definitely recall wanting more boobs. I was like, please give me out these A's because this ain't it. Like, I really need more boobs because I cannot go through life like this. I need something to hang. You know, that's definitely something that I was conscious of. I would say I didn't really have a butt, if you will. I didn't have curves. My curves didn't drop or anything like that. I was just, in my opinion, a little bit chunky. Um, So that kind of, I don't know, that was a weird, like just weird time because I couldn't find clothes that I liked that did me well or fit my body well. I just felt like I had all this excess, you know, the muffin top life. Um, it just wasn't really a comfortable thing because here you are, you know, going out with friends and going to parties, you know, doing different things. And it just didn't, mm-mm, just, it just, no, we're just going to pretend like, no. And I, you know, I, I opted to go from baggy to more fitted. Like I was in between like that, that fight of just wanting to be more fitted internally. I always wanted to wear more fitted clothes because I felt like that was more of my style, but, um, I just didn't, it just didn't work out that way. It just, listen, it just didn't work out that way. Um, as we kind of move into high school, things kind of changed for me pretty drastically between eighth and ninth grade. And that was a pivotal moment because my mom is rather thin. Um, my sister has always been more heavyset, but she has a different father who is more heavyset. Um, my father is thin as well, too. And so I always felt uncomfortable comparing myself to the two where I felt like, you know what? I, something's got to give because my brother also did gain weight as well. And he was right under me in our grades. And, um, that was very, I know, very uncomfortable for him because we just blew up. Like the hormones just took, took us like, Ooh, took us, honey. Um, and so things just, you know, took a left turn, but 
as I entered high school, I said, you know, I have to do physical education. I do PE. I did not by any means necessary want to do PE where I was actually in school. So I said, you know what, I'm going to do PE going into school uh, because I wanted to knock it out. I didn't want to do physical education, not be able to take a shower. Like, I just felt like that was just all disaster because, you know, you get your period and you just, uh, that's just not going to, that's just not going to fly. Um, I remember being in PE at uh, my middle school and I just, I hated it. Like I avoided running as much as I could. I just didn't want to get dirty and then be in class all day and people didn't use the shower. So it was like, no, anyways. Um, so, you know, here we are in high school now and the first thing they made us do, which I thought was very valuable. And we specifically, I specifically had a, um, coach that was all about nutrition and we talked about nutrition. We learned about it, but there were things that he kind of um, gave me that was great foundational kind of understanding when it comes to health and eating, right? It was about um, being flexible with your side options, um, not sticking to heavier, you know, sides, things of that nature, which was to me like, duh, you know, opting for an orange or opting for a salad, things like that. You know, growing up in my culture, it was like, here you go, here's your meal. I've already prepared, <clears throat> I've already thought out for you. It wasn't big on the proportions, but it was the idea of mixing up, you know, the options that you had available to you. And so I found that to be very useful, um, very resourceful for me, because that's how I started to look at things. Like um, I was des- I was definitely like driven to be able to um, start driving soon. And I knew I didn't, I was going to be able to have access to um, order food if I wanted to and different things like that. And I wanted to be sure that, you know, I was in the right mind when I approached this. So as I started to look at things differently, I started to have physical education and the weight fell off. I mean, it fell off drastically, like over a summer, um, I was a different person. And I, again, I do attribute the hormones as well too, because I had mad pimples, especially on my forehead. That was not cute. Um, I was a size three and I've always been about five, six. Um, so, you know, size three, I was very, very, very skinny. And, um, I didn't really like that too much because I did want a little bit of curvature weight on me. Um, I always felt I was just a little bit too, too skinny for my liking, but I really couldn't complain because I was coming from the other side and not to say that my more heavier weight um, was a negative. Well, to me, it felt uncomfortable, but this was a different type of uncomfortable. It wasn't the same type of uncomfortable. So all through our high school, I was about the same weight, about the same, um, 135 more or less. And, um, I, you know, I worked with it. I had no choice. I worked with it. I felt like my body was very predictable. It was definitely more, um, resilient to eating junk food, eating foolishness. I mean, I had Starbucks, I had Burger King on the regular. Um, I had just foolishness a lot of the times and, you know, my body was able to take it and it was able to, you know, get rid of it. And I wasn't in any kind of activities physically, um, physical activities throughout the rest of my high school, um, experience. And I was able to just knock it off. I mean, I was moving and grooving, 
but I wasn't exactly, you know, intentionally taking dance or anything that would um, attribute me to be more active and more healthy. Um, Another thing, I think I viewed myself at that time to be one pretty skinny, but again, with my body being so predictable, I was able to buy clothes that I liked that fit me, that I could rely on. Um, I had a lot of, a lot more like exploratory, um, experiences with my hair because I got a perm for the first time in high school so I could manage my hair. I definitely had a lot more confidence in high school than anything else. Like I knew I appreciated my looks. I appreciated my body. Um, I definitely felt more, um, comfortable, but, you know, I still had problem areas. I mean, my boobs weren't where, they, where I wanted them to be. Um, my stomach area has always been my, like, super, super, like, uncomfortable, you know, part of my body. Because I always felt like it was just, like, skin. Like, just skin laying there. Really no definition, no muscle, no nothing. Um, I always wanted... I hate to say it, but, like, a dancer body. I never wanted abs or anything like that, but... I not even hate to say it, but more just like a more like natural, if that even makes sense, because everybody's di- everybody is different and it is natural. Um, just more of a toned body. Uh, did I work for it? No, no, not one bit. I mean, maybe one a couple times like hit or miss, but never really took it serious. Never really did that. But again, during the high school years, I think that was the time that I could count on my body um, maintaining its weight, you know, no matter what I threw at it, it was just like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're still going to be at 135 ish. Um, as I got out of high school, I started to eat a lot more irregular. And by that I started working, I immediately started working. Well, I started working before high school was done because I needed to work. I, I couldn't, I couldn't live the, like, ask my mom and dad for money life. I just felt uncomfortable with that. Um, but I started working full time and then I went to school full time. And around that time I was still about the same weight, obviously, because, you know, it takes a little, a second to kind of come into your freshman 15, even though I never really gained that. I gained like 20 or so. Um, I was able to come up a little bit. So I went from a size three to a size eight and I was very comfortable. I was, I like that. That's my ideal weight. I felt like, my clothes fit me right. My body filled in in areas that it should have. Um, I had the energy that I needed. Um, I could be able to wear clothes that made me feel good. I was able to exude the confidence that I felt inside. Like that matches my vibe. That, that size of like 150, um, definitely, definitely matches my vibe. That's the def- that's the girl that I really want to be. That's the girl that I feel that I am. That's who I see in the mirror, but is not really there right now. Um, that's that's some something that really really intrigues me and makes me excited and um, happy. Um, that's something that I, I definitely look forward to getting back to. Um, right now, I'm in the one seventies, one seventy three. I've seen one seventy seven. And so it's, it's definitely very tricky. It's very frustrating to be where I'm at right now. I think mostly because of the fact that I wasn't ready. I was not ready to be here. 
Um, <clears throat> now going back to after high school, after gaining a little bit of weight. And I think because at that time I kind of was just, I don't know. I, I was over definitely being super skinny cause I felt like I was fragile and that was uncomfortable, but I was able to, um, travel. I was able to kind of enjoy life a little bit differently. And I was in a, a relationship. I feel like I'm always in a relationship. Um, but I got to enjoy life a little bit differently. You know, when you get out of high school, then you're, you know, maybe, maybe not. You have adulting responsibilities. Um, when I hit 21, that was a good time. Although let's not even go to my hair and what that was about, but you know, after 21, you know, or so, um, I was, I was completely comfortable, completely fine with where I was at. But as I reached, I think it was like 25 or so, um, I noticed, um, a, a, a spike, a big spike, like 20, 30 pound spike in my weight. And it was so jarring because I could just feel it like happening and I just, it was like a snowball effect where it just started happening. I was in a relationship and, um, I think what, what, um, triggered my weight gain was the lack of regard for food, like not caring. Um, I also got really creative with food where I started indulging more into different foods, cooking more things that I don't usually cook that I've always been curious about trying to perfect, perfect different recipes and just indulging more, more or less. I think I started to live on my own too, where, you know, when you live on your own and society is not meant for a single person. So you know, when you have food, you're like, oh, okay, I got to consume everything. I got to make sure I get that down. You know, I'm eating like chicken parm. I'm eating, um, you know, these brownie a la modes. I'm like going ham because I just can't believe that I can coordinate the menu that I want to. Now that was a recipe for disaster. Let's start there. Um, you know, rally that up with someone who I was with, who was very, comfortable with themselves, although they were labeled as a big boy, a big guy. Um, they were very comfortable with themselves and comfortable with being heavy set. And I wasn't, I was, I'm not that person. I think it makes me very uncomfortable because it's hard for me to, to be mobile. It's hard for me to enjoy life. It's hard for me to, um, you know, just get through things. It's, it's more about the restrictions than anything else, you know? Um, obviously looking in the, the mirror doesn't help because you just, your brain doesn't connect with the person that you see your like the body that you see. Um, so in that relationship, you know, they were very comfortable with me gaining extra weight and being, um, more indulgent, Although I was fighting the fact that I did not want to gain extra weight. I did not want to be indulgent. I did not want to go down that route. Um, they never supported me in that world because they really, really wanted, they were completely fine with where I was at and they wanted me to continue on that road. And I had to be very vocal and like almost fight for the fact that I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be, you know, um, in that world. And so 
it just made things very, very uncomfortable. Um, I wasn't happy at all when it came to, you know, being in that relationship. And as I got out, I'm not even lying to y'all. I think we, um, broke up like in May by April, I was starting my weight loss journey. Like it was like day and night, like, uh, uh-uh, we're not doing this. And I remember, um, this is something what happened, what happened in Jan. what happened was in December prior to our breakup, there was a photo taken of me. And I think for a lot of people, it, it's, it's very similar. Um, as far as again, mirrors, um, photos, you know, certain things help you see what others see, or it helps you see yourself externally to an extent. And, um, you know, I remember I took the photo and I didn't think anything of it, but after I took the photo and I looked at myself, I remember just being like cringing so bad because I was like, dude, what the heck have you done with yourself? You just let yourself completely go. So I want to be clear that the person that in April, that April decided to be fed up wasn't because of just the breakup. It was from before then. The photo for me was definitive moment that I needed to change my body. I needed to change the way I looked. Um, I remember going to a store that just so happened to be across the street because it was like, this this is how crazy how my mind works, okay? So I take the photo we're at a birthday party, take the photo and I see the photo and I'm like, my jaw drops. Cause I'm like, that's not me. Like, I can't believe this is what I'm looking at. Just so happened to kill some time at, um, in between the party. And I go across the street and they had a, um, what did they have? They had a store that was like kind of going out of sale, I guess, had a great sale, had a whole bunch of workout clothes. So I buy a whole bunch of workout clothes. I mean, like 10 outfits because they were super cheap. And they're all stretch, of course. And um, go back to the party. Now I'm still brewing. I'm still brewing. I'm still brewing. This is December. Then January, February. Okay, things don't work out come May. And then I put those things to use, honey, come April. I saw a nutritionist. Um, where she went over what I ate, advised me on what I needed to do and what my biggest problem was. And this is why I say my relationship with food isn't, I, I'm not an, an emotional eater. I would say like, I'm not a clinical, like emotional eater. I don't, I don't see that. I eat whenever I think or feel I'm hungry. Um, and sometimes I don't eat. So it's, it's very irregular. It's not like a definitive thing with me, but what she noticed is that I do eat, at least at that current time, um, I didn't eat bad. Like I'm not, I wasn't at the time, I kind of got over the fast food life um, after high school um, where I just wasn't like seeking out fast food because I can taste the oils that they use to fry it and it just bothers me. Like my taste buds, I can't do McDonald's. I really can't do Wendy's. Like I have to force, like if I'm dying, I may have to force myself. But anyways, So I realized that, um, you know, she said to me, okay, you don't eat necessarily bad, but you need to start training your metabolism 
to go through these stretches of where you're quote unquote fasting or you're drinking just water. If you need to snack, you will snack, but you don't necessarily need to. So it required me to get on a new schedule where I got up at seven every morning. So by eight o'clock, I needed to have some water and I needed to have some little snack. By 11 o'clock, I would have my lunch. And then by two o'clock, I would have, sorry, 11 o'clock, I would have my breakfast. And then two o'clock, I would have my lunch. And then five o'clock, I would have my dinner. And by, um, and by what time? 8 p.m. If I wanted a snack, if I needed a snack, I would have a snack, like a fruit or something like that. And so I did this beginning April. That first month, I lost 11 pounds. And I was very like in awe with myself because my two things were eating right. And I did that for a week and working out three times a week for at least an hour, nine times out of 10, mostly cardio. So I'm going to give you the end of the story and I'm going to come back to that story. So I did that and that's basically how I lost the weight. Monday through Friday, I only drank water, maybe tea, but water was the only thing. I'm not really a juice drinker anyways, but um, water and I could eat whatever I wanted to eat on the weekends. What I was noticing was that on the weekends, I didn't have the same cravings because the majority rule kind of took into place where majority of the time I wasn't eating you know, that type of food anyways. But I remember vividly remember like, I want Popeye's. I want Popeye's. the whole week. I'm like, I want Popeye's. I want Popeye's. When that weekend hit, I didn't want Popeye's. I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't really want anymore. That was then I'm a different person now. <laughs> so it just completely subsided. So I do recommend seeing a nutritionist because weight is always more than just what meets the eye. And that's a really great way to identify eating habits and adjusting things. Now, mind you, also prior to this, he, me and the partner, me and my partner at the time um, had signed up for a gym. I met with a trainer. I didn't like the trainer. I didn't like being trained at all. Um, I was still, I was going to the gym. So it wasn't like I wasn't attempting to change my body throughout this process. I definitely was, but nothing really stuck. But there was something about the breakup that freed me in a way that I just didn't care. I was fighting for my body. I was fighting for myself. You know, there's a sense of just liberation. Through the course of that, I was able to lose um, basically 20 pounds, 15 to 20 pounds. And it just, like, I was 179, you know, and then got down to... um, 155 ish. Um, and I, on top of the moon, on top of the moon, literally like nobody couldn't tell me nothing, Nathan, nobody could tell me Nathan more specifically. Let me address this. Okay. Let me address this. My first workout was at home for the first, um, I want to say month or so. I didn't go outside. I didn't work out outside because I was so self-conscious of my body and so uncomfortable with my body. And that photo stuck with me so much through that process because it reminded me of how I neglected myself, how I just didn't care enough. You know, as you get older, obviously your body changes and the way that, you know, response to thing changes and the way that, 
you know, things happen, change. So it's very important to understand what are your triggers? What are the things that work for you? Stress is also a big factor. I was definitely stressed in that relationship. Um, and so there's a lot of things that can really hurt you when you're trying to make a big change. So don't get discouraged and think that it's always just, oh, the food is, is not working. There's other factors to consider, you know. Um, but my first workouts were at home. And I remember the first time I worked out, I remember looking in the mirror and my body and I actually wrote a blog post on it. And just to, just to be so like, vulnerable about it and just honest with myself about it because I wanted myself to feel that I wanted myself to see that I wanted myself to live that like embrace it in the sense but also acknowledge it for what it was so that way something like this didn't deter me or bring me back to this place so I remember dancing and my body just moving all over the place and feeling like out of it and like, what are you doing? You know, um, I remember looking in the mirror and like thinking like, who is this person? Like, this is the most quality time I've spent with myself where I wasn't just getting dressed, you know, and looking in the mirror. Okay. We out. Um, but I got through it. I definitely got through it. And I just was like, I don't care what it is right now because that's not where I'm stopping. That's not the, that's not the place in which, where I'm going. I'm going to the part where I really enjoy who I am. I stayed away from measuring myself or weighing myself. It was more about my clothes. And did I like how my clothes fit? I remember trying on different clothes at different, you know, um, parts of my weight loss and feeling a little more excited because clothes were the indicator to me that I was where I wanted to be. It wasn't necessarily, could I, it was more about, can I zip this up and not be like, I'm going to get a yeast infection or like, can I zip this up? Now I feel like, oh my goodness, the way that my belly rolls just, just run all over this zipper is just, it's not going to work. It's just not it. It's not it. Um, my thighs, like did my thighs, like, you know, barely get in there. Um, I was able to use clothes as an indicator. I obviously weighed myself probably like once a month. Um, but that's how I found out like those numbers. And I kept, I kept a log of it, but I was consistent. I was consistent, 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 no matter what I was going to do that because I was running away from that body that I had, um, that had consumed me, that took me over that. No, I was like, Oh hell no, we're not doing that. That's not it. This is not who I want to be. Got down to a weight of 155 or so really enjoyed that, really felt good in that body. And that's the body that I'm aiming for this round. And what I realized is when I lost the weight or went on that journey, I knew I didn't want to come down into the forties or thirties anymore. So I kind of just stopped or weaned it off and kind of stopped uh, because I I was afraid to go too far because I didn't want to go back to that 135 life. That wasn't for me. That felt just out of it, skeleton and bones, didn't want that. But what I failed to do was I failed to integrate a more healthier lifestyle so I could maintain the weight that I wanted. So with that being said, that's where I was able to, that's where I messed up. Um, I kind of kept that weight, you know, for a little bit of a while, 
but it slowly but surely crept right back up to me. Um, this time a lot slower. This time not, you know, not as volatile as it was before. But because I don't recall when it started when I was in my in that relationship. But that relationship ended in 2016, and here we are in 2020. And um, yeah, we're no, this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. So um, my weight has, like I said, kind of crept up on me. I really noticed, I would say in like 2018, that we weren't who we used to be. And then 2019, I was like, oh, we're going to make it work. And here we are in 2020. I'm like, this ain't it. We've gone too far. Um, so I think the last time I weighed, like I said, it was like 173. I think at one point I was 177. No, I think, um, no, I was 173, 174 is where I'm probably at. I may be having flashbacks. Um, and the weight on me, where weight sits on me is my stomach a lot of the times and my thighs and some, a little bit in my face. And my stomach is the most obvious for me. And that, again, is my problem area. So here we are with my problem area just sticking out even more. So that's another thing that makes me even more subconscious because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so, this is not what I want. So, okay, the part about um, dancing, I think, is so important. The reason being is dancing for me has been a way for me to express myself, to be a, a um, reliever, a stress reliever. It's innocent. It's free flowing. It's not about control all the time. It's not about having the next move in your head. It's really just about going with whatever you feel like. Now, I'm not talking about two steps. I'm not talking about doing splits either. Let's let's be clear. Your girl doesn't do that anymore. That was like when I was seven. Um, and the fun part about it is now that I'm older, I understand like Zumba and those mechanisms and targeting certain areas um, and, you know, jazzing that up. So I think for me, reopening that wound, because let me explain something to you. Not being able to be intimate, not being able to be intimate with yourself. I notice certain things. I rush to take a shower. Like as soon as I take my clothes off, I'm going in the shower. Um, when I get out of the shower, before I even put on lotion, I'm ready to put on my clothes. It's not enjoying the body that God has given you, that you you walk in the soul that you know goes into you. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still fine. I'm still fine. Like still cute. I could still bag them, but. I need to be fine er because I know it's there and I know what it looks like. And I've felt that body before and that body is mine more than this body. And my confidence has definitely been affected, um, in how I view myself, how I, um, maneuver things, you know, I don't have a dying spirit when it comes to handling everything, but I definitely am more hesitant because I'm just not excited about what's in the mirror. Um, and I don't want to be a pretty face in the sense that like, I don't want to just say, oh, wow, that's the best thing on me and everything below, like, forget about it. I don't even want to look at it. Um, because I'm in control of that. I'm able to, um, maneuver that in ways that nobody else can. 
So um, today I, you know, attempted, which I've been trying to be more active, like just having a more active lifestyle in general, I think is something that I'm trying to instill um, in myself. And so I'm taking proactive measures to walk at least once a week or be active or go outside for at least two times a week. And by outside, I mean like me participating in some sort of physical activity. Um, Cause I go outside like every day, but you know, sometimes it's just to relax, sometimes it's meditate, sometimes I'm just watching kids. It just depends on what it is. But I do know that going outside, me connecting with nature is a big part of just my personality in general. But when it comes to the weight, um, again, that's a part of putting yourself first. <laughs> that's another part of saying, I'm going to do what I need to do for myself so I can be a better person. And when you have self-sabotage and you have priorities that seem to be glaring at you that are more important, it's very hard to find that time. Also energy. What energy? Who has the energy? Oh my goodness. I do not like to wake up and work out. That's not my MO. That's not my thing. That's never been my thing. When I worked out and I lost all that weight, I was not waking up early and working out. Maybe I would have lost weight more, more weight or faster. I don't know. But the reality is Sam was not, I tried it. That's not for me. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Mm-mm. I would work out um, after 4 p.m. That was the best time for me. So today I said, let's get back to the basics. Let's get more comfortable with using our body in different ways, waking up our body in different ways. And so I danced. I danced in my living room. I twerked. I did jumping jacks. I jumped. I did whatever I could to wake my body up and let my body know I'm coming for you. I'm coming for what's mine. I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure that this doesn't happen again. I want to you to see, to feel, to just just be shooken up of like, I'm not playing with you this time because you know what? I'm 31 now. I'm not, you know, 25. I'm not 26 anymore. Things have changed. I know things aren't the same. And I don't want this to be my story with my body for the rest of my life. I don't. And I don't care. You know, that's one thing about me. Like, I don't care how old I've gotten or what I've gone through. I'm always going to fight for me. I'm always going to take care of me. Because the reality is nobody else is going to do that like me. I know what I want. I know what I need. I know what, where I need to be. And I'm okay with getting there in those baby steps. I'm okay with getting there in, you know, unpredictable t- twists and turns. I'm not going to give up. Let's be very clear as well, too. This is not the first attempt of me trying to lose weight again. I've done this cycle before in different various different ways. And life has taken its course and it steered me away from this. Now, I want to to say this in a, not only to you guys, but also to myself of like, you know what? With anything, it finds a way to integrate itself with you. When it comes to a new car or it comes to going to school or it comes to picking you know, a child, it finds its way, honey. And if its way is going to be you know, um, in the evenings, you know, um, in three times a week, some way, shape or form, I'm okay with that. I'm going to figure it out because the reality is I'm not going to let this win. 
I'm not going to let this be my story. I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. I work too hard as a person to allow myself, my physical self, to be seen this way towards me as a reminder that, you know what? You don't see yourself as a priority. You don't see yourself as someone you love. Now, I'm speaking again from my experience. There may be people out there who work their ass off, okay, who have not given up on their weight loss dream, journey, and it's not working. They tried everything under the fucking books, and it's still not working. And there may be an alternative for them that, I, that you know, isn't for me. You know, my sister ended up doing the lap band, lap band surgery, and that was the best thing she could have done. It saved her life, literally saved her life. I'm still getting used to it. It's been two years, but I'm still getting used to the person that she is now because I've grown up with her completely different. And every time I see her, I'm just like amazed because the strength that she had to go through that with all the complications that she had, I'm not even going to mention to y'all the mental breakdown that I had. That's another thing that, oh yeah, I think I mentioned that in one of my other um, episodes of just mental breakdowns in general, but that was the worst, one of the worst mental breakdowns of my life. Um, but just knowing that she still made it to the other side is just, oh my God, earth shattering, earth shattering, literally. Like I know my journey, my struggles, my pain, my frustration is not, does not bear weight to others, but, um, it's definitely something that I have to be better at and I have to consider and I have to fight for. I definitely have to fight for it because I've been too lax. I've been too, you know, not prioritizing things accordingly. Um, you know, even though there's only so much time in a day, I think it's important to continue to get your head above water in ways that you can um, enjoy the, the, the sunshine. If you can smell the roses see what God is talking to you about, what he's, he's giving to you. Um, all of those things make a hell of a difference, a hell of a difference in your well-being. You know, since my last podcast that I did talking about depression and being in that state, I think just obviously ver- verbalizing it. Um, I had a great weekend where I spent time with my partner and, you know, I'm making those baby steps to feel more whole and feel more of myself because I let myself go and I know it. I mean, I'm not stupid, but I also know that letting myself go and allowing myself to go is two different things. I don't want to allow myself to be let go anymore. So, you know, today I got dressed up for work. Again, I work remote. I'm home. No one's going to see me, but I see me and I see how I've let myself go and I see how my body doesn't look the same and fit in the clothes in the way that it does or it used to. So now I'm making that conscious effort to adjust and to maneuver different. So that way I can grasp the person that I really want to be out. I want to be active. I don't like running. Don't get me wrong. I've, it's grown on me a little bit. I don't like bugs. I don't like to be out sweating, but I don't like my body even more. I say I don't like it because I'm happy with my body in the sense that it's mine. It has done things for me that I could never repay it. 
if that even makes sense. It's carried me through so many things in life. And thank God I never broke a bone. Thank God I never had a disease. Thank God that I've never had cancer. I've never had, you know, any kind of unknown, you know, issue. Thank God. So I love my body for that. I love it for, you know, rocking with me for these 31 years in such a positive way. And it, I, I owe it to take better care of it. I owe it to say thank you and give it what it deserves and I deserve. Because there is a layer in me that I need to see again. I need to get comfortable with again and to reintroduce myself. And I know quarantine has a huge part of it. I know this change in life has a huge part of it. But I'll be damned if it's going to win. No, no, no. So I'm on the journey of readjusting my lifestyle to be more, to be more, um, physical and to be more active, you know, um, because I want it to be normal. I don't want it to be this foreign kind of back in the day when I used, no, I don't want it to be. It's, it's, there's so many positives to doing this. I don't have to explain myself as to why, but I'm hoping that this is inspiring to you guys, to let you guys know where I'm at and what I'm trying to do behind the scenes. And I really want to help you with your goals and just getting through those things through my own examples. So check out everythinginme.com to get more information, to connect with me, to hopefully work with me so that way we can discuss ways that we can kind of get you on track and where you want to be. Because the reality is nobody can take control the way that you can. Um, You know, we have to really walk by faith, not by sight sometimes. But once we're able to kind of walk into our destinies, it's time for us to step up and to walk into it, you know, confidently and um, proud. And, you know, I want to be able to help other people do that, you know, even through my, my pain, my trauma, my hurt, all of those things, I am still going to triumph. Nothing is going to change that. Nothing is going to deter me from getting to the goals in my life, how I want to get to them. And so I'm just very happy and very grateful for that in general. Um, but thank you guys for listening so much. I really appreciate it. And, you know, if you guys are going through a new um, wave in your life where you're trying to be better health wise, you know, you're trying to adjust the body that you're currently in. I would love to hear more about it. I would love to connect with you on that. You know, follow everything in me, IG on Instagram and everything in me, FB on Facebook. I have a LinkedIn as well to connect with that. And I look forward to, you know, hopefully chatting with you guys and email me, sam at everythinginme.com.